Yo, what is going on everybody? It is Gare the Bear, and welcome back to another episode of the Gare the Bear Show podcast. Before we get into this episode, I would like to let you guys know and remind you to follow the podcast wherever you get your podcast. Also, if you are on Anchor, you can donate to the show to help fund future episodes. With all that said, let's get right into today's episode, which is a bit of a story time about my basketball career. Last episode, I talked a lot about school, and I touched on the fact that I played some basketball in high school and middle school. So I wanted to go a little bit further into detail about that. So without any further ado, let's get right into it. So this is going to be more of a story time format. So I'm not going to be, it's it's going to be a little bit less rambly and it's going to be more like, you know, going from here, seventh grade, eighth grade, you know, telling similar stories about what happened, how I played, things of that nature in each year. So if you guys enjoy, be sure to follow the show wherever you get your podcasts. So I started first, let me just t- talk initially how I got into it. So before middle school, see our middle school starts in seventh grade and goes to eighth grade. It's just two years. Um, you know, coming out of sixth grade, I was still trying to figure out what kind of stuff I wanted to do. I knew I wanted to play baseball because our, our middle school was getting a baseball team that year. So that was a for sure thing. I knew I wanted to do that. Now, I was on the fence because funnily enough, I, w- I was on the fence between basketball and wrestling. I wanted to wrestle in 7th and 8th grade, whatever. I wanted to wrestle in middle school. So I went to a camp, and I actually did really well. Um, they couldn't really, You couldn't really do exact weight classes at that point because, I mean, it was a camp. There was, you know, 10 kids there or whatever. Um, so it was more like I was at the time, I think, 135. So I ended up wrestling in 135 kids, and I just put them – I just, I just did work. I did work. And so, for some reason, they had me go against a kid who, I, who was, I think at the time, 160, which was almost 30 pounds heavier than me. Long story short, I mean, that didn't go well, obviously, because he was so much heavier. I couldn't, I couldn't move him. So, I did well in that. So, that was really a fun experience for me. I'm not going to go too crazy into that tangent. But, you know, later on, especially more towards the summer, I got my first pair of basketball shoes. And I started playing a lot with my friends and my cousin and all those people that kind of knew basketball a little bit. You know, I kind of played with them and kind of got the feel for just playing. You know, I kind of, I learned to, you know, was dribbling some and I was learning to shoot properly and I was just doing the very bare bones. And so later that summer, um, in sixth grade, I'm still, in, I'm in sixth grade going into seventh grade. And I ended up going to the basketball camp that my school hosted for upcoming seventh graders. And, like, you know, you had the existing 7th graders that were going into 8th grade, and everybody was there. It was a great time. So, we played some basketball. A lot of that was learning, you know, your basic drills, learning concepts, learning stuff. And I was, I had never played basketball a day in my life, mind you. I mean, except for a few times I shot around with my friends. But I was really, really clueless. For You know, that's about as well as I can put it. I was so clueless. Like, every time they would say, like, oh, go set a screen or, you know, cut or whatever. Like, they would say a certain terminology, and I would be like, what? And there was literally times I would look over to my coach, and I'd be like, what? Like, I don't know what this is. What are you talking about? But obviously, then I was really a little bit more reserved because I was it was a brand new um, environment. And it was a brand new experience for me, so I really wasn't about to just be, like, outspoken, you know? I was just like, hey, I'm just trying to hear. So, you know, I, I went into it kind of like... I'm going to learn, I'm going to learn as much as I can so I can make the team. 
so I can have a better chance at making the team. And one of the things that was instilled in me really early was, you know, one thing that shows a coach that you care and that you want to be there is quite literally just being there and showing up. So I did, for the first year, I did a lot of showing up. I did a lot of showing up. I may not have been the most productive just because I didn't know. I didn't know what I was supposed to be doing. I just kind of went and ran through and kind of tried to pick up things and pick up uh, different terms and pick up different actions and things. Tried to learn some about the game a little bit. And so I was just like, okay. Showed up, did my thing, worked hard because that was another thing I, I tried to do. I worked as hard as I could to learn to, to learn more and to get better at what I was trying to do. So that was summer of 6th into 7th grade. Going into 7th grade, I'm really freaking excited to try out. And I was actually really really nervous because, truthfully, I don't think I've actually like officially tried out for very many teams at that point. Because a lot of the baseball I'd done was like, you know, you just signed up and you were on a team. It was never like you have to be good enough, you have to be the top 12 or the top 15 or whatever the heck it is in order to make a team. No, this was like straight up one of the first real tryout experiences I've had. And one of the things, you know, coach would look, he's, you know, he always said like go hard all the time. He lo- he said he told us these things that he was looking for. And so I listened and I was I did exactly, you know, I ran as hard as I could all the time. I went for rebounds. I went for the loose ball. I dove on the floor. I, I swear the first couple of years I played basketball, I was on the floor. Like my whole body was like horizontal on the floor more than I was vertical on the floor because I was going for the ball all the time. Because at that point, my skill set was I could rebound. I could run. I did. I couldn't score. I couldn't really pass. Couldn't really dribble. So like I had to be the hustle guy. I had to be the heart and soul guy. The guy that was on the floor after and playing scrappy and the guy that was playing defense because I didn't have any other skills. I hadn't developed my skills yet. So that's really what I tried to go into going into my first couple years playing was I have to be the heart guy, I have to be the grit guy because I can't do anything else at this moment in time with the current skill set that I have right now. So seventh grade was a lot of, because see in, in, in middle school and in high school, you foul out after five fouls in basketball. In the NBA and I think in college too, it's six. I think college might be five. I don't remember. Either way, in the NBA, it's six fouls to foul out, and everything else lower, it's five. And what fouling out is, if you don't know, is if you commit enough personal fouls, you get taken out of the game. You don't get to play anymore. You get fouled out. You foul enough to where you have to be out of the game. So, in seventh grade, I did a lot of that. I did a lot of, I either I either fouled out with five fouls. Actually, I think in seventh grade, I only fouled out once or twice, but I always had... I think I probably averaged four fouls a game. I either fouled out or came awfully close. <laughs> that was that was my average because really for most of the year I didn't know what was a foul and what wasn't a foul. You know? So I just kind of played hard, was physical like coach told me to be, albeit a lot too physical a lot of times, but I was physical like he instructed me to do. I did exactly what he said, and that's just how I ended up doing it. And I ended up fouling out a lot, which is okay because, you know, if coach wanted to, you know, if coach needed a rebound, he sent me in there. He's like, go get that ball. Go get the rebound and kick it out and run. Run hard, get to the block, you know, do your thing. Because that's, that's, you know, my, at that point in my career of basketball, I was in the position where I never made any decisions. I was just like, the guy was like, okay, coach, what do you need from me? And I will provide as best as I can. 
So that's basically the entirety of my seventh grade year was being a hustle player, being a, and this was like, I hustled the entire time basically, but seventh grade, that was all I had. That was all I had. And by the end of seventh grade, I think the attribute for me that improved the most was probably, shoot, I don't know. I was just so bad before that, that I improved in everything just a little bit, but going into eighth grade. I tr- one of the things. Oh yeah, I, I forgot. I completely missed missed part of this story. Um, so one of the things I talked about earlier was the importance of showing up and how one of the things I prided myself on at that point was being at all the practices, being at all the extra things, the camps, this and that, and the other thing. During Christmas break, we ended up having a couple of Christmas practices that were optional because kids were out of town, kids were doing Christmas stuff, so not everybody showed the practice. There, most of the practices, because you have a five-man lineup on, in basketball, a five-man starting lineup, we had six people at practice most of those days. Me and four other guys, or me and four or five other guys, all of us were, you know, in the top ten of the team probably. You know, we all played, we all played regularly anyway. But by the end of that little Christmas uh, practice couple days, coach was like, since you guys showed up, I'm going to reward you for your showing up by letting you guys start. So I had never started before. So I was extremely, I was ecstatic. I was like, dude, I'm actually going to start. Like I've never done this. I've never been out there before. Like I've never been out for tip off. I've never. So obviously I did some stupid stuff. Like I just kind of didn't know where to stand. I didn't know what to do for tip off. So I was like, yeah, okay, whatever. I'll just, I'll just do my thing. But I was excited. I was so excited. And I was like, dude, I'm just gonna just I don't even know what my I don't even know what was going through my mind at this time, but I thought I think initially I thought if you start you automatically play a lot more, which to an extent is true, but also if you start that just means he wants you after at the beginning of the game to set a tone or something like that. But he rewarded us that showed up with playing time, which was outstanding, and I wish they would have done that later on, but we'll get into that later. So I got to start the first game. Coach held true to his word, which I respect hardcore. There's not a lot of guys that did that, but he held true to his word, and that was amazing to me. But I got to start. First game I ever started basketball in my life. And, I mean, I don't believe I did too much, to my recollection. And I really, in seventh grade, I never scored a point until like three quarters of the way through the season. It was actually one of our last home games, I think. Um, I ended up scoring, my first points I ever scored in a game were an and one. So I put up the bucket, I made it. And I got fouled. I think I missed the free throw. But that game, I actually ended up with nine points, which was my career high until my sophomore year of high school. <laughs> it's because I, I was never a scorer until sophomore year. But I always I always liked the idea of being a scorer. But anyway, that's basically the entirety of seventh grade. We ended up getting like fourth or fifth at total in conference or whatever. There was a team that we had to play against a lot that would regularly beat us by 50. And, you know... Usually in middle school, we averaged about 45, 50 points a game as a team, so it was pretty bad. But going on to 8th grade. 8th grade, I come in, I've grown. I've gotten a couple inches taller, gotten stronger, um, and overall just more athletic as a whole because that was also post-7th grade baseball. And 7th grade baseball, man, that really transformed me as an athlete, I think, as far as mindset and like work ethic. 
for an from an athletic standpoint, like I worked a lot harder in practice and I worked a lot harder just overall because that was what they tried to instill in us at that point in baseball. So it, it translated to basketball. And my eighth grade basketball coach was, you know, notoriously was he was known for being a little bit harder on us than our seventh grade coach was. Which, looking, like, it was funny because when we had our eighth grade coach, the vast majority of people I knew on the team that I talked to and regularly like, got, had like knew about, you know, a lot of us hated him. Whenever we had him, we hated him. We hated how we ran things. We hated how he yelled. We hated how, we hated everything. But looking back now, with what we know and what coaches we had in high school. We're like, oh yeah, he was top two coaches we had throughout entire, like f- throughout everything. So like, you know, he he really he, he made us hate him in, at the moment of eighth grade, but after that, it's like, man, he really did a good job, and he really, you know, put it to us and made us better at the end of the day. Because that team, I think that team we played about, I think it was like thirteen or fifteen games. We only lost like three or four games that whole season. We ended up getting third in conference. Like, we did really well that season. We had a good team that year. And regardless if we liked him or not, he coached us well. And we all got better and we all learned. And a lot of, you know, there was a lot of being held responsible and, you know, facing consequences that happened that year that I respected a lot. And a lot of them was towards me because I did stupid things. I fouled a lot and did all kinds of dumb stuff. But that just was part of my learning process, really. But going into eighth grade... I don't believe I started the beginning because basically from Christmas on I was I was starter I was a starting power forward from Christmas on in seventh grade basically every game I lost the spot like once or twice but and it was just based on the matchup but basically every game after that in seventh grade I started which was awesome but eighth grade comes around at the beginning of the season you know they they usually have an idea of who they want the starters to be at the beginning of the season but this you know. It was we had a lot of guys that could have started. Like we have, there's only five guys that can start. We had about seven or eight that could have started. That could have been starters. So like there was me and the guy that started ahead of me, and then there was my cousin Phil, which you guys have seen him in videos and stuff if you watched. He started here. He could have been a starter. Me and him both came off the bench at the beginning of the year because there was another guy in his position that started. Same happened with two or three other positions. So there was a lot of guys that could have started. So we were all interchangeable. We had a really deep team that season. Even though we, at tryouts eighth grade year, we almost didn't cut anybody. And we didn't actually cut anybody because there was like 13. So we had just the bare minimum we wanted in order to have a full team. So we didn't cut anybody, but we still ended up with a really deep team because who we had, you know, we had a seven or eight. And really all you need in that at that age is seven or eight really good kids and we were all talented we all worked hard especially on defense because that's one thing that he really pushed on us was defense and for us to play hard on defense he literally had pulled kids out of the game because they stopped playing hard on defense and if you didn't play hard he would yank you and it was it held true every time and he held to his word and it was amazing but like i said we had a lot of guys that could have started so the starting lineup changed on a regular basis it was either it was either a different guard starting or a different forward starting or a different this, different that, different this. So I started, I would say, about just under half the games probably. But I was always, the eighth grade year, I was always first or second off the bench. I was either sixth or seventh man every game. It was consistent. I was either a starter or six or seven, either way. In that year, I got a lot more confident that I knew what I could do. Because in seventh grade, it was like, I don't know what I can do, so just tell me what to do and I'll try. Eighth grade, it was like, I'm a rebounder, 
and I'm a post defender. I was kind of a defender in my early stages because that's what's easiest to pick up on and easiest to get decent at when you first start playing is defense because you don't require the ball. You don't require skills with the ball. You learn how to stop people and be a wall. So I was more of a you know wing slash post defender, and I rebounded a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, and I blocked out guys, and I dove on balls and stuff. That was one of my better years as a defender, if I'm not mistaken. I did a lot of that. And I think I averaged probably about four points a game too because I would always score. Like It was weird because I would end up at the beginning of the game when guys started going a little slower. At the very beginning, at the gate, guys would kind of be like moping around, just kind of flopping. I would be down the floor, first down the floor every time, basically. I I would at least make it a point to try and be the first guy down the court because I know I wasn't going to make a shot for myself. So what I wanted to do, my thought was, if I want to score, I'm going to be down there first. That way I'm wide open, so they just cherry pick it, and I catch the ball on the block and just lay it straight up. Which, that happened. Several games, I got the opening bucket because I was the first guy down the floor. Say if I, I was a big that didn't get the rebound, I would straight book it. Down the floor, I would absolutely book it. So I'd get to the block. They'd see me wide open, just standing there with my hands up. They'd throw it to me, I'd catch it, I'd lay it in, two points out the gate. But that only happened every once in a while. It wasn't a consistent basis. But if, in 8th grade, if I scored, that's pretty much how I did it. It was a wide open, standing there by myself, and they threw it to me. A lot of times they didn't throw it to me, though, because I hadn't really shown anybody that I could do anything offensively, basically. A lot of my offense was offensive rebounding and putting shots back up and probably either getting fouled or missing or whatever. But a lot of my offensive arsenal was just layups and the simple post moves. So 8th grade, like I said, started about just under half the games. Um, throughout the season, I got a lot better. Got a lot better, got a lot more confident, but mostly I just gained knowledge and I gained skills and I improved a lot. And I started to learn post moves a lot better. Started to work on my post game, I started to work on free throws, my technique, you know, getting in a rhythm, hitting my free throws consistently. Still wasn't very good, but I worked on it. And I worked really hard, and that's one of the things that my coach saw. And one thing that my coach told me that resonates with me, and I've, I've literally never forgotten this. If anything I've ever been told in sports, one thing I've never forgotten is at the very last game we ever played that year. You know, we were a decent team. We won games, and I was a part of that. I helped that winning effort that season. I helped that effort doing what I could to play my role. I was like, just kind of getting dressed, whatever. My coach pulls me over, end of the last game in the locker room, and he, he hugs me, and he says, he says, Garrett, I of all the 18 or whatever years I've coached, I think he said 18, he says, of all the 18-plus years I've coached, I've never seen a kid with as much improvement as, as you've shown me in the last two years. I've never seen a kid improve as much as you have. Which is insane, first of all, because I always thought that he kind of didn't like me. I always always thought that, like, you know, I always kind of rubbed him the wrong way or whatever. I don't know what the deal was, but I always just felt that there was kind of friction. I don't know. But I also, you know, looking back at it now, I knew nothing about basketball when I started. And then going into eighth grade and after eighth grade, I had that whole year of playing, and I played a lot at my house with my friends. Like, I played a lot that year. Especially summer before, but so I did get better, and I guess it was noticeable because he said something. But that's crazy to me because 
He's coached a lot of people and a lot of really good people, a lot of really talented kids. And he said that I was the most improved that he's ever seen at that time. I'm sure there's probably more now, but that just kind of really sat sat well with me and was a good thing to have in my head going into my freshman year. So freshman year was really exciting. Um, it was interesting because I was, you know, we were trying out, as freshmen, really, realistically, we were trying out for the JV team. Although I wish we'd have had a freshman team because if we would have had a freshman team my freshman year, we would have had a much better basketball program in the next three years after that because I know many of friends that played on that 8th grade team that were good on that 8th grade team that was that only lost three games or whatever. That, they were cut. They were cut from JV. They didn't make the team at all because they didn't want to coach. I don't know why they didn't make a freshman team because I don't know. I guess the coaching staff didn't really feel that it was in their best interest, even though it would have been 100%. Because I know for a fact, whoever, there was a couple of guys that actually were freshmen my freshman year that got to dress varsity that same year, and they started JV. So I know for a fact those guys would have been JV and varsity only. They would not have touched the freshman team. And then there was like me and people that were in that sort of mid-area that weren't like super studs, but like they would have started and played and contributed on a freshman team. And all those guys that got cut that had played basketball in the past on teams for 8th grade, 7th grade, those guys would have played and made the freshman team and they would have gotten better. And then going into sophomore year, they could have tried out for JV, could have tried out whatever, and then they could have done more cutting at that point. Which I feel like that would have been better as far as developing kids because then you know who actually has the potential and who's just kind of there. Um, and even still, it's like whoever wants to play, you should let them play and let them work hard for you because they're going to contribute if they want to play. Like if you want to play bad enough, you will play hard. And if you don't, you may not just want it bad enough. But anyway, that's one thing that's always frustrated me is that we never had a freshman team. Because if we would have had a freshman team, we would have been in a lot better shape as a team. As a whole organization, as a whole program, we would have been in much better shape. And they would have developed kids so much better. But I digress. So we're talking about freshman year. Long story short, I made JV. And that was the only year, and I wish they would have done this more. That was the only year the JV coach pulled us aside and said, here's your role on the team. They pulled each and every person aside that made that team. I think it was like 14 or something. Excuse me. There was about 14, 12, 13, somewhere in that ballpark. There was that many kids that made the JV team. And he pulled us all aside one by one got us in line and said, here's your role on the team. I'm going to tell you what I expect from you and what kind of things you need to expect to do. So we told all the starters, hey, we're going to probably start. I want you to score. I want you to do this. I want you to this, this, this. He gets to me and a couple of the last guys, and he's like, all right, you guys are going to be fighting for playing time. You're going to you're gonna get practice. You're going to play in the practices, and you're going to play against the starters, and you're going to do this. But in game, you are competing with person X, Y, and Z for spots. Now, like, obviously, we're going to get pl- we're gonna get to play garbage time, and you know that's just a given. But in order to actually get consistent minutes, we were going to have to fight for them and work for them. And so we were like, okay, yeah, we'll do that. And I don't know if we just didn't work hard enough or we just, you know, it wasn't what they were looking for. I have my own personal feelings of how that kind of situation went that year because, um, you know, our JV team that year, 
could have been elite. We could have beaten the heck out of teams. We could have destroyed teams, but it was just kids weren't properly motivated. And there was guys that were on there that were sophomores that were going to get varsity minutes and they were going to get varsity looks and they, they were going to get reps at varsity. So, like, JV wasn't their priority, which is respectable because who cares? It's JV. But also those kids that are on JV because they are, they are only able to play JV want those JV reps. And so, like, they were wasted, I feel like, a lot of times when kids just didn't get to play. But I've always, I've always had problems partially because of personal playing time issues, but also just because I've seen how to, how kids that I, I know are good and could contribute, I've seen it, and they just don't get their minutes, and it's like that you could have used them. You could have utilized their skills. But anyway, so we've got... They told us our roles. I was going to have to fight for minutes. And I did. I worked hard. I fought for minutes. I got some minutes. Didn't play a lot, but I played some. And I, I was, again, my role freshman year, I think freshman year, my role was as unclear as it's ever been. Because going into freshman year, I kind of gained a little weight, got muscular, but I also got a little chunky. And so I was a bit out of shape that season. And it was kind of weird. And I was playing against sophomores and some juniors. And I was playing against bigger kids. So it was tough. And... At that point, I had learned like you know post moves. I got a decent post game at this point, so because I had limited minutes, I wasn't as worried about playing a role as I was getting mine, which was looking back at it not a good mindset to have at all. And I probably would have played more had I been more focused on the team and you know playing a role for the team. I would have probably played more, a lot more, had I been focused on a role instead of getting my own. So I always went out there, and it usually worked out to where as soon as I went in the game, first thing I did was get a bucket, every time. Like, it was a regular thing, and I probably averaged about two points a game freshman year just because I would get in the game, you know, a minute left, two minutes left. First thing I would do was post up hard. I'd get the ball, turn around, and put it in the hole, which my thought was if I'm able to score in a game, maybe they'll play me more because it was a simple mindset. It was, if I score, if I show I'm able to score, then they'll put me in earlier so I can score earlier and score more for our team. But that wasn't my role, and I didn't understand that. And I probably did understand that. I just refused to believe it or something. I don't really know what my mindset was at the point. That was many, many years ago. I tried to score. Scoring was one of the things I focused on just because I feel like if I can show them I can do this, then I get playing time elsewhere. It wasn't the case. Kept the same. I was playing mostly garbage time my freshman year. And then sophomore year comes around. And, you know, I'm one of, I think, three sophomores on the JV team. Three or four sophomores on the JV team that year. And from the get-go, I was a starter. And this was something I was fairly new at. Because, obviously, eighth grade I started, but it was inconsistent. But sophomore year, I was, like, number two option, number three option. It was really, there was three of us, and we all played. I think I started at, uh, I started at the four. One of the guys started at a three, which was freshman. One of the guys started at the five. So we had a, a small forward, power forward, center. Those guys were the scorers. That was us three. And we averaged that year probably about anywhere from like 15 to 20 points a game through the three of us. Which that was most of our offense, was us three guys being able to put up buckets and contribute. And that was our roles. And see, that was the role that I thrived in. Because that was the role that I wanted, and that was the role that I thought I deserved 
was the guy that was responsible to score points. And I did that. First game of the season, I had 19 points and 11 boards. And I think like three steals or something, I stole the ball quite a bit. Because the first game we played that year was an undersized team, so I just took advantage. And obviously, the role was different, so I had more nerves. And so I was like, uh, missed a lot of shots in the first half. I think the first half, I only had like six points. Then the next half, at halftime, he talked to me. He's like, dude, just just do your thing. Just, just you're, you're bigger than them. You're better than them. Just score on them, and you can do it. Then I go out in the second half and score like 13. And so I ended up with 19 points that game. I was on cloud nine, and I was like, dude, I'm going to get to freaking play basketball. I'm going to get to get buckets. I'm going to get the ball. It's going to be great. And at this point in my career, I talked about earlier in middle school, I fouled a lot, and I did a lot of fouling. And at this point, I didn't do nearly as much fouling as I did just get frustrated and frustration fouls. These, I knew what I was doing was wrong at this point, whereas earlier I was like, I don't know what I'm doing. Is this a foul? Was this a foul? Was it actually a foul? I have no idea. And there was actually games back in the day where I was like, Coach, is that, was that a foul? Like, I, I want to know if he's like screwing with me or not. And he's like, no, it was a foul. You, you fouled him. I was like, okay, whatever. But sophomore year, my role was score and get rebounds. I was, I was always, my whole life I've been a rebounder because I've just had like, initially it was just like, the grit and the guts to go hit somebody and get a board to be be tough about it. But then later on, it developed into like a touch, into more of a technique, seeing the ball and going to where it's going to bounce, that kind of idea. So I've always been a rebounder. So sophomore year, I was I was one, two, three option on the team, depending on who was playing. Um, so I ended up, I, I think I probably averaged, I want to guess probably about 16, 17, 18, Anywhere, basically, like I said, anywhere from 15 to 20 points is what me and those other guys averaged that year. I think we had a losing record that season because I think, I don't know if it was, I think all three of us were just like, I want to play, I want to score, and I want my reps. And so we got our reps, and JV ended up suffering for it. Also, the fact was, me and those other two guys, and then one other guy from JV, so four of the JV guys that were starters ended up moving up to varsity and getting getting dressed getting dress time and play time for varsity. So I played varsity, one of our guards played varsity, and the other two forwards that were with me that scored on JV played varsity. So we ended up going to like the conference tournament with the varsity team because some of our bigs from varsity got hurt that year. So the one of the freshmen that played center for us that year, he actually ended up starting for the varsity team that year. Just because that was the role he had a Philly to play that spot. Did a great job, by the way. But I ended up playing a decent amount by the end of the season on varsity. And my role for varsity was much, much different than JV. Um, my role was, I think, because at this point they never told us what our role was, which was kind of annoying. But um, really my, my role was just to go and be a body, but like not in the you know just useless sense. It's just like, go be a body, be strong, be physical, you know, be a rebounder, pass the ball, you know, play good defense. Defense was one thing that was stressed a lot that year, especially with my varsity team. I had to play a lot of defense, which I was decent at that year. I was at my most athletic, my my freaking, my quickest, just everything. I was best that year. That was my best year. I would say overall, of all my basketball years, that was my best year, playing for school. If I could play myself, like, right now, if I could play one-on-one, I guess, myself as a sophomore, I would beat him 
potentially. I don't know if I would or not. But so I got my first ever, like ever, varsity reps that year. You know, it was my first time ever playing on a varsity team. And I ended up lettering, which was super awesome. And they brought me back to varsity junior year. Um, I ended up being in the top at the start of the season for practice. I was in the top seven or eight guys on varsity. And we had a couple guys get hurt. And I ended up actually starting the first game of my junior year of basketball, which was, again, cloud nine. Because I went from being a, a JV scrub of freshman year to a varsity reserve sophomore year to a varsity starter my junior year. Like, I was on cloud nine. I was excited. I was like, dude, let's freaking go. But then, okay, I started the first game. I think I had four points. And this was another one of those games where out the gate, I think I scored the first bucket of our first game that season. I ran out of the court, caught the ball, made a layup. But as that season progressed, as some of our guys got healthier again, I progressively lost playing time to the point where I w- on that team I was sort of an afterthought, I feel like. Where like and I, I also like had my attitude wasn't very good. And I, I kinda got caught up in like, hey, I'm starting now, I'm playing. You know, this is awesome, but like, you know. I don't know. I was just I don't know. I was in a really weird place when I played basketball. Like I always got mad. Getting mad was one of the thing I, one of the things I was known for, unfortunately. And I hate that that was the case. I really hate that I was known for that. But I mean, you can't really do anything about it. You can't dwell over it. But and overall, that was just one thing. I had a in the heat of the game, I let my temper get the best of me a lot of times, which was again regrettable. But what are you gonna do now? It was five years ago. Um, but I think because of that very trait. I, I, I'm almost positive that was the reason that I lost a lot of playing time is because, you know, I, I got I got several I got a couple of good frustration fouls every game probably, and to the point where they were like I just we just can't play you. I mean it wasn't like so bad, but I also kind of like stirred up some stuff in the like within the team like I just kind of made guys mad, and they were guys that you know the coaches you know took their word took a lot into their, like, if, if this guy said something or if these guys said something, the coach took a lot of stock into it, and they were like, okay. Say, so like, you know, these guys were the team captains, of course. They were seniors, so, like, obviously they had a lot of say. But, you know, so, like, I was not a very good, I was a terrible teammate. I would say that. I was not a very good teammate, and I, I just felt like I wanted more without working for it. It was a lot of bad it's a lot of bad, and it really, really messed me up in my brain, in my head. I was like, I hate being this guy that you know gets into scuffs with his teammates, and you know gets gets frustration fouls all the time, and just gets mad. I don't, I don't like being mad, and I hate being mad. But some reason in basketball, when I played, especially, especially my junior year, I got mad every day. I was always pissed off. I was always frustrated, and it was, I, I don't know why. I mean, it might have just been because of the playing situation, or like. I don't know. And a lot of my issue I had was, um, I feel like I always felt like upperclassmen kind of really, kids really sort of sucked up in a way. And I, and that never really sat right with me. I never liked that. So I just felt like I wanted to challenge that, you know, like I was a junior, so I technically was an upperclassman at the time, but I didn't like how much special or what I thought was special treatment. And it, it, it probably was. 
a lot of special treatment for these guys. So I just figured let's let's just put them in their place, you know. Let's attempt to put them in their place. And that was a not not a not it wasn't a great thought to do anyway cuz I didn't respect what they had done for the program and I didn't respect just their position that they had as players. I didn't respect them, which was obviously, you know, not good on my part, but I was immature. I was just a kid. At the end of the day, I just didn't really know. And so, and a lot of the decisions I made on that team were a lot emotionally based and that which wasn't a smart move. And I admit that and I know that now. But I did a lot of dumb things that year, which I'm almost, I've bet money that that cost me my playing time. I, I lost my starting spot. I lost any playing time whatsoever because of just me letting my frustrations and everything get the best of me. So that was not a good situation. But then there was a point I did feel I was, I stopped at getting as, I don't know if I stopped getting as frustrated or if I just kept, I don't know what the deal was. I don't remember. It's been a long time, but there was a point where I just was fed up with how, like I literally was not playing in games and it got to the point I wasn't even playing in practice because we had enough guys. We had our starters, then we had the second group, and there was a couple of extra guys. That was for subs for the second group. Or just basically just subs for whenever guys, you know, got bumped or got need to drink a water or whatever. So really, a lot of practice was spent leaning against the stage. We were just kind of like this throughout the whole practice. Now obviously that's not very attentive and active in the practice, but you know, it what what else are you supposed to do? You know, and it was really frustrating. So I was like, coach, I came up to him. I was like, dude, I'm not happy with my playing time right now at the varsity level. So is there any way that they could play me, that you could play me down to JV just so I could get some reps and play basketball again? Because I hadn't played basketball for months, for a couple of weeks, several weeks at least, because I got to the point where I just wasn't playing, not even in practice. And I was like, dude, I have to play some. No, there's no point in me wasting my time here. And so he's like, yeah, I got you. I got you. And without a doubt, next day he comes up to me. He's like, yep, you're playing JV next time. And it was only for conference teams, I think, because out-of-conference teams wouldn't let the juniors play down. So in the conference, it was okay. So I ended up playing JV. The first game I played, I got winded. I didn't start because it's JV. I don't need to start JV. It's the juniors. That wasn't really my role there. But I didn't. Uh, I went out, and I swear, I think I probably had like six points that first game. But the the main takeaway from that first game I played as a junior was, man, was I winded. I was out of shape because I hadn't, let's think about it. All I had done in practice was sit and stand and watch people play basketball. I shot free throws. I didn't really get in the best shape because I, I wasn't in playing shape. I could run suicides all day long that's what we did. If we didn't play, we ran with the team. But I wasn't in, like, basketball playing shape. And it showed. It definitely showed. First couple times on the floor, I was like, <sighs> I was huffing and puffing and all that kind of stuff. So I just wasn't in the right shape to play basketball. And so it was, we had, the the first little little while I played JV, it was rough. And the coach was mad. I was mad. It was all just bleh, toxic. It was terrible. It was all toxic. The last year I played basketball was just a horrible, horrible, toxic time as a whole. And a lot of that was my fault. But, you know, I'll admit that. it was A lot of that was my fault. But anyway, I played some more JV. And throughout the season, I got better. Played more JV. And actually, my role in the JV team was the guy to sacrifice my body. Like, in basketball, you can draw offensive fouls a lot if you do it right. 
but um, a lot of what I kind of got good at was taking charges. And it was actually hilarious. And it, this is one of the things that really pissed everybody off. But I genuinely was not trying to piss anybody off at this time. I was just like trying to practice what I was wanting to do in a game. And I was trying to get better at it. So in practices, I would take charges. It was really in the context of practice. That probably wasn't the most necessary thing. But also like they always preach. Practice like you want to play. You know, practice hard, you play hard. Practice aloof, you'll play aloof. So to me, it's like if you don't want me taking charges in practice... I'm not taking a damn charge in the game at all. So they say practice like you like you play. I was going to practice like I played. That's just how it went. So I did that, and everybody got mad, of course, because anything I did, and I I, I earned this, I, I, I deserved it. Basically, anything I did at that point, I got people got mad at me for it, which was understandable because I had some dumb, dumb stuff, did some hard fouls in practice that were not necessary. They were actually very, very stupid. And I regret, but again, past. What are you gonna do? Um, so people got mad about that, and that's the one time I, I really enjoyed one of the things that that coach did, because I took charges in practice, practice like a play, like you're supposed to. And one of the guys that I took the charge from got really huffy, got mad, and the coach was like, "It's okay, he's just taking a charge. It's all good." And so that was cool. So I ended up there was one game we played at school. They got mad at me for that, the other team. It was funny. So that game, I set out to take charges all game. That's all I did. And those refs, I figured out after the first couple, I knew they were calling them. So I got out there, got to defense. Kind of, I intentionally gave my guy a little bit of space. That way he felt like he could drive on me. So I gave him space, let him take a couple dribbles, stepped into his path, set my ground, and then just fell over. I just fell over, took the contact, Every time. Blew the whistle, took the charge. And it was amazing. That game, I think I ended up with five charges taken. Which was one of my best statistical games. I mean, like, it's not like a statistic. But that was one of my favorite statistical games. Because they got so mad. The same kid. I think I drew about three on that same kid. And they were calling him. And this dude, like... I think after I landed on the ground, I think he kicked me or something, or he pushed me, or like just did something. And I, I just started laughing at him because I knew he was mad. I was in his head. I, just, I, I was a highlight of that year. Oh man, there's a lot, a lot, a lot of stories I've got, but I could sit here for hours. But you know, I hope you, I hope this entertains you. I hope this kind of gave context into my life a little bit and like what my past basketball experiences were. But overall. It was a great learning experience. I learned a lot about myself. I learned a lot about, you know, playing as a team and playing for a team. I learned a lot about the game of basketball, obviously. But a lot of that was learning more for the team stuff and learning, you know, who I didn't want to be. I didn't want to be the guy, and I don't ever want to be the guy that gets mad or gets gets butthurt or huffy about anything. I, I don't want to be that guy. I was that guy in basketball. I, I hate that guy. I don't want to be that guy. And who I was in high school basketball, I hated it. I hated that kid. I just didn't want to be that guy. So I'm not that guy anymore. I don't want to be that guy forever. So, you know, if you can take anything out of this, you know, high school sports, they teach you a lot about things. They teach you a lot about other people, how to work as a team, how to be as an individual, as a team player. They teach you a lot of life lessons and you just got to read into it, take lessons from your high school sport experiences. So without further ado, guys, I hope you enjoyed this episode. 
I really enjoyed talking about it. Um, this was really an on-the-fly thing. I actually am recording this episode the same time, like the very same day I recorded last week's episode. Just to get a little bit ahead, you know. It's easy. It's just talking to the microphone and just talk about stuff. So I hope you guys got some value out of this, some, at least entertainment value. And I hope you might have learned something. Maybe take a little bit of this lesson and put it into your own life. But if you guys enjoyed this episode of the podcast, be sure and show support by leaving a review. If it's even a thing, I'm not entirely sure if it's a thing. I've never looked. I may look. I may never look. You never know. But if it's a thing, leave a review. And if it's not, don't leave one. And also check out my YouTube channel. Link to that in the description of this episode. I do vlogs. I do bonus content. All kinds of fun real life stuff. So if you enjoy that kind of thing, be sure and check it out. But if you guys enjoy the podcast, be sure and follow it wherever you get the podcast. And this has been Gary the Bear. Thank you all so much for tuning in this week. And I will see you guys again next time.